When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Is the Dan Grasso Show. But I'll tell you, it's amazing to me. When Bassett signed with the Blue Jays, it was just kind of like something that flew under the radar. He was a guy that, while Scherzer was going through his things a little bit last year during the summer, DeGrom, you know, missed the first four months of the season. Chris Bassett, by and large, was the Mets' most consistent pitcher. So despite the fact that Mets lose, they're still only three and a half games out of first place, which is not the end of the world. And even though the Mets haven't played their best baseball as we're into the month of June, they're still very much in striking distance. And remember even a year ago, the Braves didn't even really get going until the month of June rolled around, where they reeled off 14 consecutive victories and then on and upward, and they end up with 101, same as the New York Mets. On 98.7 ESPN. Good conversation in hour number one. A lot of baseball, little Mets, little Yankees, little Anthony Volpe, why isn't he better? What a disappointment. Blah, 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 blah. Relax. Pump the brakes. Um, Harvey... Harvey, 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 do we have a breaking news sounder? I know. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Can't wait, can't wait. We got some basketball breaking news, and it involves the New York Knickerbockers. Oh, baby. Like everybody's like sitting here with bated breath waiting to see what it is. It's not that exciting. It's actually not. Kind of. Breaking news? Yeah, there you go. It's more kind of breaking news. You want to do that again? Let's start it over and then do kind of breaking news. Go ahead. Let me g- give me some breaking news. Go. Kind of breaking news. There you go. All right. So Julius Randle, remember he was dinged up. He was less than 100%. You know, he missed that time at the end of the season. He injured the ankle. Then he came back in the playoffs and he clearly wasn't like his normal self. Well, Nick's PR just tweeting out a couple of moments ago that Julius underwent successful arthroscopic surgery yesterday on his left ankle. Man, imagine keeping that story under wraps for 24 hours. Wow. He will resume basketball activities later this summer. So that's good to hear. So Julius will be as good as new. He'll be fresh as a daisy once the season starts again coming up in the fall. By the way, don't you love the terminology whenever they report on, like, surgeries and this and that? He underwent successful arthroscopic surgery have we ever heard a story where a report or a player undergoing unsuccessful surgery like what would be what how would it be deemed unsuccessful surgery like if they would have to like amputate the ankle and, and like cut his foot off like would that be unsuccessful or how about if they operated on the wrong ankle right like what if they operated on the right ankle instead of the left one which actually like needed the fixing that would probably be unsuccessful right he walks out of the hospital and like, you know what, Doc? My ankle still hurts like hell. Well, which one did he say it was? What's well, the left one. Wait, it says here the right one. I've always wondered about that stuff. But anyway, nevertheless, Julius, we uh, wish him well in his recovery. Speaking of basketball, by the way, before we get back to the busy phones, uh, game one under our belts of the NBA Finals. Denver wins. Denver left little doubt early on. 
they got out and running in that first quarter. So any questions about rust or, you know, being off for 10 days, that pretty much fell by the wayside early on. It's a, pl- it's a tough place to play. I don't care who you are. You know, I was talking about this last night. The last time the Denver Nuggets lost the game in their building was March the 30th. You know what March 30th was? It was opening day of the baseball season. So if I can link our big topics together here, think about that. March the 30th, the last time the Nuggets lost a home game was the day that Anthony Volpe debuted as the Yankee everyday shortstop on opening day. That's how long ago it was. And remember, Miami's got to win at least one in that building if they want to be champs. And then they also have to hold serve and win every game in their building. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And look, there's a lot of things that happened in that game the other night to where you say, well, Miami's got no chance, but these are long series, right? There's long delays between these games in the series for the most part, right? No game tonight. You got to wait till tomorrow to get back out there. Things could change. You know, I don't expect Jimmy Butler to play as just eh as he did the other night. But Miami's going to have no chance whatsoever if some of these supporting players and the complementary role players don't contribute a lot more, right? I mean, you look at some of these guys, Martin, who was somebody that we were all talking up is a guy who should maybe be the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's how big of a role he played. He was one of seven the other night. Max Struess was 0 for 10. Duncan Robinson was 1 for 6. Guys like that, they have to contribute because Denver can come at you in waves. Their guys, you know what you're getting from them. It's not just Jokic, who is the maestro. Jamal Murray is a proven big-time scorer. You know, how about Aaron Gordon? He was the one who was doing most of the damage in terms of getting balls into the hoop in that first quarter when it was the other guys who were just putting him in great position. And the Nuggets, think about this. They win that game the other night, and they shot terribly from three. Terribly. They made eight three-pointers. But you know what they did do? They made a lot of twos. They made a lot of twos. And I know that the three-point shot is like, you know, the wave of the future, and it's the in thing now, and all the kids want to do it. But there is a little bit of old school to it to where a good shot is a good shot, and a good look is a good look. And you're not going to get penalized as long as they're going through the hoop. And so as bad as Denver shot from three, guess what? They shot over 60% from two. And more often than not, you're going to win games that way. And the Heat got to be more aggressive if they want to get back in this series. No other way around it. They have to be more aggressive. They shot two free throws the other night. Let me repeat that. They shot two free throws. And if you watch the game, it wasn't even a case of, you know what, the referees missed about 9 million calls. No, it had nothing to do with the officiating. They just didn't give the referees any opportunity to blow a whistle on the Denver Nuggets to send Miami to the line. They have to be in more attack mode. I'm sure that Eric Spolster is preaching that to his guys, certainly in the days between games one and game two. Hopefully the Heat put up a little bit better of a fight. I'd like to see a little bit longer of a series. I think we all would. I don't want to see a four-game sweep. So tomorrow's going to be a big one to see maybe which direction the rest of this NBA Finals is going to go here. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Let's say hi to Ryan in Astoria, who is up next here on 98.7. What's up, Ryan? How you doing? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Ryan, um, I'm doing great, man. What's up? Talk, I just want to talk about the, uh, the Volpe conversation. I'm a diehard Yankee fan, and I feel like, you know, people are comparing him to Derek Jeter. 
Um, which I mean, it's not it's not fair because like he's like the next young, uh, young up and coming shortstop. And correct me if I'm wrong. How do you think he did uh, in '95 when he came up for that small sample size? Was he going yeah. back and forth between AAA, right? And and you got to preach patience with this kid because you don't want to ruin his psyche. And also going back to Jeter, if you know if George had his way, that Jeter could cut it off again. Saying you got to give this guy a little bit of time, and it's only 50 games. He's not hurting the team. Let him develop. I think what you said, Ryan, and, and I thank you for the phone call because you cut out a little bit there. I, I think you referenced the whole George thing, right? And, and back then, you know, there was a time before even, you know, Jeter came up through the ranks. But when you had the Marianos, when you had the Pettits, you had the Jeters and guys like that in the minor leagues, you know, there would have been a time where potentially, you know, George Steinbrenner would have had the the quick hook and included those guys in trades for some other players that probably would not have anywhere near the impact those guys ended up having here with the New York Yankees. I, I think the same thing could potentially hold true here. Look, nothing is happening to Volpe, okay? He's not tied to any sort of trade rumors. Like, I don't know where this stuff is coming from. Has he played the baseball that the Yankees envisioned him playing? Absolutely not. But if you inject the Yankees and the brass with truth serum and you ask them, did you expect him to potentially struggle a little bit, at least in the beginning stages of his big league career here like this? I, I'm, I'm sure that they would say, yeah, because that's baseball. Maybe not to this extent, but it's still way too premature to push any sort of panic button and think that this guy's not going to pan out. You got to give this thing a little bit more time. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's say hi to Mitch. He is calling from East Windsor, and he is up next year on 98.7 ESPN. Mitch, good morning. How are you? Good, uh, Dan. Good. How you doing? Mitch, you know what? I'm outstanding. Things are great. You really always had are. a decent breakfast this morning. I'm feeling well. Yeah, and me too. I got a grand gas for my lawn mower. I love this ride. It makes it so much easier to cut the grass. Well, get that um, done before it rains. Make sure you get that done. I thought today was going to be a nice day. And this is what I don't changes. know. It's kind of yeah, crummy outside right now. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Yeah, anybody, anybody can give the uh, weather for price. You just stick your head out the window. That's all you do. There's your weather report. You, you, you so be, easy, Mitch, right? you, be, that's, you know what? You could be wrong You know, 80% of the time, and nothing's going to happen to you. It's job security. That's it. Um, first of all, I think Moki has a good chance of getting the MVP. Uh, George, who's looking? He's looking like he's having a good season. My boy Gina, uh, Gina calls Dan. I pray they get traded to the Dodgers. Um, this talk about Volpe. I mean, Corey Seager didn't start off, you know, uh, like a, like a canyon. Give the guy time. They, they're not going to give up with this guy. No way. It can't be foolish. It, it seems like the Rays got the division. You just have to hope for the Rays and Houston to seem to have the division locked up. Uh, but you know who's getting a good run for their money besides mm-hmm. Yankees? I think you got the Angels. You look at the Angels over there and Otani, and um, if they let him go, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers or the Yankees go get Otani. And that wouldn't be something. And you think he's going to have the MVP. I'm tired of it. You have to be in the playoffs to get the – it's a season, the regular season reward. The playoffs should have no bearing on, on MVPs it doesn't. In, in any league. It, it doesn't. It's a regular season well, award. That's why they give out. That's why they give out awards. And Mitch, thanks for the phone call. That's why they give out the awards. You know, the the, the league championship series MVP, the finals MVP, those type of things. MVP is a regular season award. You know, but I, look, I don't think. Look, I know Tampa's off to a great start right now. I I don't think you could sit here and give them the division. 
right? And and as well as Tampa's played, Yankees are only what six and a half out. They're still there. I mean, guys, we haven't even played 60 games yet. We still got more than 100 games of baseball to play. A lot could happen. A lot. As far as the Angels are concerned, you know, I was talking about this, um, the baseball show yesterday. Right now, if you look at the American League with Otani, because a lot of, a lot of what happens with the Angels is going to determine how they handle Otani come August 1st. Okay? I would say that they would have to definitively be out of the race for any sort of a playoff spot before they would even entertain the notion of trading Otani. Now, I don't think he's signing back there to begin with. And I think if you want to have a really difficult conversation, if you're Anaheim, remember, if he leaves as a free agent, I know in baseball you get like a you know compensatory draft pick and whatnot. That, that, that's how it works. But it's not even going to be that great of a draft choice. You know, it's only going to be somewhere around like 70th overall. So... If you're the Angels and you have a guy who's a unicorn and a special player is Otani, are you really risking just letting him walk out the door for nothing in the offseason for a one little measly draft choice? Or do you trade him and then you could get back a haul and really replenish that farm system? I, I mean, to me, it would seem obvious. But the Angels are completely dead set with everything you hear of trading this guy. But if they play themselves out of the race... Over the next month and a half, how do you not move this guy by August 1st? And I know the Angels have made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision for like the last decade. And this would be like the icing on the cake. But even if they just play like average baseball, I I just don't see a path to the playoffs for them in the American League. Right now, if you look at the American League, the Central Division is going to have one team, I think. And it's whoever's going to win the division. You got somebody who wins the East. You got somebody who wins the West. Then you got your three wild cards. Well, all four of the other teams in the American League East, I think, are better than the Angels. That's four right there. The Houston Astros, we know, are better than the Angels. The Texas Rangers, barring their starting pitching, doesn't completely all go on the injured list at the same time. And I think the Seattle Mariners are still a better team than the Angels. So how is Anaheim finding a way to the playoffs? That's what I would like to know. To me, it would seem obvious, and I'll tell you something. If you want to really maximize your return for Shohei Otani, you trade him the sooner the better. Because instead of waiting right up until August 1st with the trade deadline, where he's essentially a two-month rental, if you trade him, let's say, at the beginning of July, that extra month of service that he goes to the next team, you have the right to demand even more in return because you're getting him for a longer time period. But as I said, the Angels don't do smart things. And you hear all these different rumors, too, about the offseason, about like, okay, well, when he's a free agent, who's he going to, who the front runner is. Like, I saw somebody report this week, I can't remember who it was, if it was Buster or Rosenthal, saying that, like, the Mets have to be considered a favorite because Billy Epler was the general manager in Anaheim when they signed Otani. Twofold on that one. Number one, Otani didn't sign in Anaheim because Billy Epler was the general manager. He, he didn't even know who the hell Billy Epler was. That's number one. Number two, Who's to say that Billy Epler's even going to be the general manager of the Mets come the offseason when you have to make those type of decisions as to who you're going to sign or not sign? So to me, that's ridiculous. I still think push comes to shove. He's going to be a Dodger. He likes the West Coast. He could stay out there. And the Dodgers didn't really do a hell of a lot this offseason because they kind of reset their tax to go big game hunting next offseason, which means Mr. Otani.
800-919-3776. More of your phone calls. Grasa Show on a Saturday, 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know, another thing, too, about the baseball, a couple of things. Bad night if you're a... Boston Red Sox, when you look around Major League Baseball and what happened last night. And a good job by, um, who did I see this from? This is Kyle Glazer, who writes for uh, Baseball America. So think about last night. Mookie Betts had two home runs in the Dodgers' victory over the Yankees. J.D. Martinez hit a home run, his eighth in 12 games. Michael Waka, who's now with the San Diego Padres, and Nate Evaldi, now, of course, with the Texas Rangers, they both won the respective Pitcher of the Month awards in May. All guys who used to wear Boston Red Sox uniform. And the Red Sox didn't even play a game last night, as a matter of fact. They got rained out. They're going to play two today against the Tampa Bay Rays. Chris Sale lands on the injured list. Shoulder discomfort. Had to leave his start on Thursday when the velo dropped to about, like, 80 miles an hour. Um, crazy. A guy just can't stay healthy. He really can't. Let's say hi to Nelson of Long Island. He is up next here on 98.7. Nelson, good morning. How are you? Morning, Dan. How's it going, buddy? Nelson, you know what? I'm doing all right. What's going on with you? What are the plans for today? Anything good? I'm with the kids today. With the kids and the dog, going to the vet, then going a little shopping after. But digging back to what uh, one of the prior callers mentioned on, on Volpe, Anthony Volpe. One got one has to acknowledge the fact that when he came up, he's coming up this year with a team that hasn't been as profounding or with the foundation that the '95 team had when Jeter came in, played some games, had some good veterans, had some good leadership in that team. That's what that's what that's exactly what this team lacks today. It's actual leadership going forward. Now, like you mentioned earlier as well, bring, sending the kid down isn't going to help. Got to let him play through it, let him become who he's meant to become. But me personally. I would have traded him Luis Castillo, me personally. But we kept him. Now we got to let him work. Got to let him grow and see what the youngins can do. Look, I uh, here's the thing. I don't disagree with what you're saying at all. 
And, and I don't know necessarily if Castillo was the guy, but I, I actually gave it a lot of thought last summer because Castillo, first and foremost, remember, he stuck it to the Yankees how many times last season? Right? He beat him with the Cincinnati Reds. He beat him, I think, twice once he got traded over to the Seattle Mariners. So he had their number. Now, would you have sat here and told me that if Luis Castillo was a Yankee, that that series against the Houston Astros would have been any different? I, I, I mean, maybe they don't get swept, but I still don't know if they were better than the Astros were. Um, but in, in general, my thing is this about prospects. How many of these guys, Nelson, really, end up being what these teams envision them and talk them up to be? Like, how many of them actually fill these lofty expectations and become all-stars, Hall of Famers, and so on and so forth, right? The majority of these prospects don't pan out. They become journeymen. Some of them suffer injuries, don't have long careers. And then you sit there a little bit with kind of buyer's remorse, and you're like, damn, I should have traded him for so-and-so. Right, it's only the, the the rare exception that actually go on and have these brilliant careers that everybody forecasts. Let's say hi to Lonnie in Harlem. He is up next here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Lonnie, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning, Dan. Good morning, Julio. Good morning, Harvey. Now, um, unfortunately, I'm laying in bed, and then I hear Danny from Long Island just try to send off scud missiles at us. First of all. Shout out to the family, the company. I don't know why he felt the need to say what he said. He said, as a retired police officer, the next time he hangs out with us, he needs to be strapped. I don't see, when you say stuff like that, you give off a bad image about us. Because we was in there perfectly fine, having a good time. Then he's talking about the attire we was wearing. I mean... We was all in unison wearing the same thing. What's wrong with that? Well, what was it? It was it was, was, it, was it was purple shirts. Is that what he said? It was a galaxy-looking jersey. So we had the four horsemen on the front, and then we had them on the back as well. So ripped the company. I'll send you a picture of it, Dan. I'm pretty sure you've seen. Just check your so you want, so, ju- so just to be a little like unique and stand out and so on and so forth. That was the right. thinking we behind was, the design. We was all in unison. We was all gotcha. in unison. We basically all had on the same thing. We we either had on the DPH or Rutherberg Four Horsemen jerseys, or we had on the team TMNT Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle DPH on Rutherberg um, shirts. I was like, a big Ninja Turtles think. guy when I was a kid. I loved the Ninja Turtles. So, so was I, and so was half of the company. So was Ray. So it's like, Danny, maybe you should stop lurking. Maybe ask some questions, you stalker, before you start talking out the side of your mouth. And that's all I really had to say. And um, thank you, Dan, for letting me do that. Because, Lonnie, like, I, Lonnie, and, and come I, on, I Lonnie, we, we we have to, like I said, we we have to broker the piece here. We can't have the war awards like yeah, this on the air when the, the show. Well, the company, the company is all about peace. So I don't understand why people take these little shots at us for no reason. If you don't know us, don't say anything. <laughs> all right, Lonnie, relax, my man. Go enjoy your weekend. And and uh, appreciate the call as always. I, like I said, I don't know how I put how I got in this position. You know, I feel like I feel like the vice principal at the high school. You know, where you got like one class fighting against the other class, and I'm always the one that has to like burst into the cafeteria and like break up a fight in, in the middle of lunch. That's what I become now. Not the talk show host. Not the guy that you turn to for some laughs and for some sports. No, I, I'm the guy who supposedly has to put out fires now. And I didn't ask for this. I didn't. And it's not like I'm fanning the flames in any way. I'm not, like, encouraging one side or the other. 
But yet here I am in this position. Harvey, did you is that is that like part of the job description? Like, did I apply for that job? I'm starting to think that every this past two weeks, um, it's getting a bit out of hand. Like, what's what is this hostility? It started with with I'm guessing I don't know when this started. Now, is this thing's been going on for so long? It's well, I'm telling you, here's what has to happen. I'm going to tell you what has to happen, and and it will happen. Once I get back on in the morning with the guys, which is I think soon, like it, it's going to be a lot during the summer. That's where I could get a better understanding of all this stuff. So let me you know? get this straight. Yeah. You don't know how this came about. I don't know how this and came yet, about. And yet, even though you're getting calls and all that, you still want to involve yourself to try to broker peace. It's not that I want to involve myself. It's almost like I am in an unenviable position to have to involve myself. Because it's be- it's, you know what it is? It's like the fight is being brought to my turf. That's what it is. It's being brought on everybody's turf. I'm hearing it on Barton Hahn. I'm hearing it on the Keisha. I'm hearing it on the DNR. I'm surprised. It's like the, it's it. You know what it's like? It's like this. Okay. I got a house. Got a nice house. I heard about. This I got house. a nice spread. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. I got a nice. The, the lawn is manicured nicely. All that other stuff. And then I got somebody who lives on one side of me, and then I got the other people that live on the other side of me. Except I have my nice little area that I like to kind of keep to myself. But yet sometimes the stuff that happens to the other neighbors spills out onto my lawn, and I'm the one that has to clean up the mess. That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening here. I have nothing to do with it. But right? yet- I'm, I'm, like, I'm like Switzerland. I'm neutral. I have no bearing in this. But yet they're bringing the fight to me. And then what do you got to do in that situation? You got one of two choices, right? You can either do nothing or you got to act. I would do nothing. Or there's a, thir- there's a third choice. What's the third choice? Say, oh, hey. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Imagine, imagine if you call the police. Man. It's like, you know, guy, I, I got to report something. You know, you're familiar with the company. You're familiar with the, the radio shows. They, you know. They had this tailgate at City Field, and one guy said something bad about the other guys, and now there's this war of words going on. Um, okay, sir. So, so what you're saying is, is that th- this is a this is a radio program? Yes, exactly. That's what it is. And 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 what is exactly happening to this radio program? That th- apparently this one group of people who are big fans of one show are kind of. Um, not exactly well received by some members who listen to another show. And what would you like us to do with that, sir? Um, I just want you to somehow figure out a way to where the war of words is not going to spill out onto my program. And how would you like us to accomplish that, sir? I don't know. You're the police. Figure it out. I don't even know if the conversation would last that long because they would probably hang up the phone. 13 seconds into it once I initially explained what the hell is actually going on. And I wouldn't blame them. One I, I, bit. Of course. There's more important matters. There's a lot more important matters. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. By the way, before we get, we're going to get back to some calls here, but also, also, it looks like some stiff penalty could be coming down for one John Moran. Did you hear what Adam Silver had to say the other night? We'll let you hear it when we return. Grass the show till noon right here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, okay, sir. So, so what you're saying is, is that th- this, is a, this is a radio program? 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. The third annual Golf for Victory Over Cancer. It's presented by Mayomi Wines is this Monday, and it benefits the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Through your participation in this year's online auction, you can help fund the all-star scientists conducting high-impact research. Tee off on 30 great items, including VIP tickets, exclusive golf, and rare wines and spirits. To make a donation or to bid, visit VClassicGolf.com. Golf.com today. Dan Gross's show, 98.7 ESPN. So the other night before you had game one of the NBA Finals, Adam Silver, you know, had a little press conference, a little briefing with the media, you know, state of affairs, if you will, for the league. And, you know, one of the topics that was broached was certainly the latest with John Morant, who, you know, flashed the gun on social media again not too long ago. This is after he had a suspension late in the season and, you know, things never really became the same again for the Memphis Grizzlies more more than anything else here. And it seems as if something else is going to come down here as far as the Grizzlies star is concerned. And Adam Silver was asked directly about that and where things stand. Take a listen. In terms of the timing, we've uncovered a fair amount of additional information. I think since I was still asked about the situation, I would say we probably could have brought it to a head now, but we made the decision, and I believe the Players Association agrees with us, that it would be unfair to these players and these teams in the middle of this series to announce the results of that investigation. And given that we're, of course, in the offseason, he has now been suspended by the Memphis Grizzlies indefinitely, and so nothing is would have changed anyway in the next few weeks. It seemed better to park that at the moment, at least any public announcement. And my sense now is that shortly after the conclusion of the finals, we, we will announce the outcome of that investigation. Okay, a couple of things here. Well, actually, more than a couple of things. Number one, the NBA is no different than the other sports, whether it's baseball, whether it's football. Whenever you're gearing up for the championship, so like uh, maybe not football because football is just one game. But, for example, baseball with the World Series. Generally speaking, teams 
are encouraged not to, let's say, hire a new manager or a general manager or something like that and have a press conference and make an announcement during the World Series because it would take away from the series itself. They don't encourage teams to make noise. So the league is no different than that. They're going to not make a sizable announcement like this and hand down any sort of punishment for John Morant, which you know is going to become a talking point. Remember, if nothing major was going to come of this, first of all, Adam Silver wouldn't have to consult with the Players Association. Because the Players Association, however awful an act or whatever type of an episode that a guy finds himself in, the Players Association is always going to be there to support the player first and foremost. If you're going to hand down a significant punishment for a player, you're going to have to run it by the union. Because they're going to be like, well, wait a second. That's not fair. Or, or, or what led you to this decision? Because you can't do this to our guy. You know, we think X, Y, and Z as to why it shouldn't be this bad. Adam Silver and the NBA know that once this gets out, this is going to be the talking point. It's going to supersede everything that's going on with the game itself. All right? People are going to want to talk about John Moran. I guarantee you, you know, the first take and all those other shows, they're going to sit there and spend more time talking about John Moran and the suspension and the punishment more so than they're even going to be talking about Nuggets heat and what's happening on the court. Because this is going to send shockwaves. You know that. I'm probably thinking, I would say at least a quarter of the season that he's getting. So you're talking, what, at least 20 games? Probably somewhere around there. And the question then becomes, all right, for John Moran himself, what is this going to do for him moving forward? Not John Morant the basketball player, John Morant the person. Like, is this going to maybe straighten him out a bit to where he doesn't make these kind of mistakes again? And you could sit there and you could challenge this and you can argue and say, well, you know what? It's not a crime. He could do whatever he wants, the amendment and all that stuff. And that's, you know what? Fine. But remember something with these leagues. And it's not just the NBA. It happens with baseball. It happens with the NFL. It happens with them all. When you're a public figure and you're in a position that these athletes are, it is a privilege to play these sports. Number one, the league wants to protect its brand, protect its image, protect its shield, whatever you want to call it. And they're not going to have negative press associated with it like something that has taken place here with this player. They're not going to do it. I mean, think about... All the things that have happened in the NFL over the years. And remember, they went through a run there where they were almost like breaking new ground in terms of suspensions and punishments. I mean, I used to do so many shows. I mean, like hours upon hours just debating the merits of some of these punishments. I mean, take, for example, the whole thing with, um, you know, like the, the one that was classic was Brady with, with the deflate gate, with the footballs, like way back when. That's obviously not a crime crime in the grand scheme of things. Like, you wouldn't go to jail if they found out you took some air out of footballs. But in the NFL's eyes, it's an NFL crime. So that's why they throw the book at you, and he got suspended the four games. It doesn't matter what the law and order rules are versus what these leagues' rules are. And when you're the commissioner, you get to be judge, jury, and executioner. And if you don't like it, well then don't play professional sports, right? Don't take that huge fat paycheck that comes along with it and all the privilege and all the other opportunities that come with being in that position. You can play by the rules or not be part of the league. It's as simple as that. And that's the message that they're trying to convey here.
So it doesn't matter whether an actual crime was committed. But if the league feels that it does not represent what we're trying to project in a positive light, that is how you're getting this type of punishment. It is as simple as that. And especially, especially when this is a second violation for something that already got him a slap on the wrist, that's why they're going to throw the book at him here. Brock is in Huntington. He's up next here on 9870 SPM. Brock, good morning. How are you? How's it going, Dan? How you doing today? What's up, Brock? How's things? Not much, man. This John Moran thing's got me thinking, though. First, I just want to say, you know, 20 games, no way, man. This guy, I mean, some people have been humbled in life. Some haven't. This is a, a young man who needs a nice piece of humble pie. I think they should suspend him for the whole year. They're going to appeal that. It'll get dropped down to probably, you know, half the season. But, I mean, what they're looking at here, I mean, that was like a couple of months ago. And I think, what did he get, seven to ten games on that? And now you're saying 20 games maybe? I mean, this is something where they need to turn this extreme negative into a positive and show some, some backbone and really show the kids, you know, that this is not the way you act. This is not something that should be reinforced or something that they should be, you know, aspiring to be like. And, I mean, sitting them down for a year, no pay, I mean, I think that would make a statement, man. Well, I, I don't know if it's going to be for a whole year, Brock, and thanks for the phone call because I'll tell you why. That's when the Players Association steps in. If, and I don't think it's going to happen. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that Adam Silver comes out and says we're suspending for a whole year without pay. The, the Players Association is going to be right there to file a grievance within, before the words actually get out of Adam Silver's mouth. They're going to be right there to appeal it. Right there. But think about how many endorsement opportunities that John Moran already sacrificed because of this and lost because of it. Wasn't it, was, was Powerade one of them? Wasn't there some type of sneaker that also they put the kibosh on because of something like this? Because these brands, they don't want to be associated with negativity. It's as simple as that and controversy and things that are going to present itself in a negative light. The league is no different. None. 800-919-3776. Let me say hi to limo driver Ed. He is on the parkway. I haven't heard to, from limo driver Ed in years. Eddie, how we doing? My, hey, what's up, my man? I, I see you, man. You're all over the place making all that good money. I know you're living well. You ain't got to tell me. Ed, you know what? I, I got, I'm going to be honest well. with you. It's great to hear from you, but I got this bad habit, and I just can't kick it. I need a roof over my head, and I need food in my mouth. That's all I need. That, hey, that's what it's all about, man. Hey, we all live in a dream, brother. You got to have that living in this country. You know, that's what can it, you baby. do? And living in this country... Good, good, good what the commissioner did. He lied to the commission. He makes the commissioner look stupid. He makes the league look stupid. All the uh, endorsements, take it away from him. Take him for 50. If he does it again, he's out the league. Go across the seat. He's getting tired of these knuckleheads. His buddies, and then, I'll tell you the truth, it really says buddies. Because his buddy is the one that got the camera on him. You knucklehead. You're destroying the money for you and your, your partner. You're right. Think, think about that for a second, no right? More. Think but about that. Think about that. The entourage are the guys that are living large right. because of John Morant, right. and yet they're going to do something stupid yeah. like that to potentially put him in harm's way, which is like cutting off your nose to spite your face. That's what I'm saying. Is, so why his buddy, his buddy got the, the camera up again? What is he doing? And, and you know what I'm saying? Okay, this is your boys. Okay, but your boys going to destroy you. But when you're broke, they're going to leave you. These and guys I'll tell are you, so 
stupid. They have it made, bro. I'm out here right now. Love my wife. Just recently got married. You know, I'm out here doing two and Congrats, three. Congrats, Eddie. I didn't know that. Congrats, man. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm 50, uh, 58. And it was the third one, but third one that they said was a charm, you know. Third but time's you know the charm. I'm trying to make it, bro. But no. <laughs> now let me ask you, you a question. Know, I, you know I got to ask I'm you the here, question, I'm out right? Here. Yeah. I got to ask you something. You got you got married for the yeah. third time. Now, now don't tell me you didn't drive your own limo, did you, for the wedding? No, actually, we got married in Aruba. Ooh, nice. Yeah, we got married. Hey. Hey, but we got you're living large. Here. My wife, my wife is from my yeah, my wife is from Asbury Park. We got married. We had to get married in the states. We got married in March 19, 2022, uh, because we had to make it legal here down at um, Jumping Brook Golf Course. And then from there, we went to Aruba uh, May 21st. We brought came brought about 15 people, 20 people over, and we had a wedding there. But that was just a symbolic wedding. But it was great. We enjoyed it. You know, I never did it before. We got married twice. Um, but she's the one. I asked her, said, where you been all 30, 40 years of my life? She said, we wouldn't have <laughs> never been together. <laughs> I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy for you. Like you yeah, said, third time is so, the charm. But, you deserve it. Yes, it is, brother. Thank you. But let's I say this, you know, I just hope these young guys that's in the league, because all these young boys look up to you, and if you're going to destroy your life like that, we don't need that. We got too much killing and negativity and guns in this country where you can't even go to the store. And I wish this whole country would wake up because, you know, I picked people up from Europe, and they said, we don't even have guns like you guys. What is your problem? You're killing kids in school. You're killing people at the stores. And he said, my man said, look at Europe. We don't even have a gun on our hip. I said, well, you guys do it, and we're killing each other every day. So I just, I just wish, you know, John, showing that, your buddy's showing that off to you. You don't realize how much kids that look up to you, and you'll have one of these kids thinking he can have a gun and go to school and start shooting people. That's not fair, brother. But I love you. I love you, Dan. Love and everybody. Same to you. Same to you. You'll be good. Congrats again on the nuptials there. There's our buddy uh, limo driver, Ed. He's right, you know. And the league wants to step in and make sure that you're not projecting that image because certainly it's a bad one. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. More of your phone calls. Got to hit some football, too. Another hour to play with till noon. Grasa, 9870 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Take it right up until noon. Then it will be Anita Marks, followed by Gordon at 3. Is it, is it Gordon? Wait, I, I, I might have some erroneous. It's Pat O'Keefe. I'm wrong. 
Should have called me out on that a lot earlier. Anyway, Pat O'Keefe at 3. He's going to take it right up until 6.30. You know what happens at 6.30? You get to hear the Yankees tonight. Right here on this fine station. There you go. Give me again. Dun, 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 dun. Yankee Dodgers, Cole on the mound, Chavez Ravine. Mets are going to take on the Blue Jays coming up at 4 o'clock at City Field. Tyler McGill, the big drip, going to take winning. the mound today. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. We shall see. Barrios is going for the Blue Jays. He's got the stuff, but you never know which Barrios you're going to get when he steps on the mound. That's the tricky part. Uh, let us say hi to... Michael in Manhattan, who was up next here on 98.7. Michael, good morning. How are you? Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it, Mike. What's going on? So I just feel like with the Yankees, um, we, we know the outcome of the season, what's going to happen in the playoffs. If they meet Houston, they'll be lucky to get a game. They got swept last year. The biggest problem is they made no major changes in the offseason. They brought back the most overrated GM in all of base, in all sports, and they brought back the manager, who's, I mean, he's a really bad manager. So the lineup's basically the same. Yeah, they had a Volpe who's hitting under 200, but I think he's going to turn out to be a star one day. But they came in with no left fielder. They relied on Aaron Hicks. He's off the team. Oswald Cabrera, he's in AAA. He can't hit. Um, they should have signed, and I said it, Mas- Masataka Yoshida. He's unbelievable. He's on the Red Sox. But they didn't want to pay the money. But nobody so, knew that, though. You know what I mean? Like well, nobody I, I knew. Mean, he the was thing a with great the Japan hitter in Japan. Players. Didn't strike What's out. That? Contact hitter. Okay, so fine. They didn't get him. But they came in with no plan. And they have Oswald. Uh, they have Peraza, who's unbelievable. I mean, he's Babe Ruth in the minor leagues. But there's no spot for him. So how, how about try to teach him left field? Do something. He should be in the lineup. And they just they they run it back with the same team guys like Torres who's not going to show who doesn't show up in the playoffs who's three for twenty four last year I believe in the playoffs he's he's a terrible base runner I mean it's just the same guys like I'm telling you they are not they have no chance with Aaron Boone he could be the you could have given him the All Star team he he will not win a World Series he's he's I mean in my opinion well, the worst well, manager Mike, in baseball but Mike let's 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 pick yeah. apart what you just said here okay to be fair and you know I'm 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 I'm, I'm no Yankee fan okay the, the furthest thing from it. But let's be, let's be fair about this, okay? They re-signed Judge, which cost them a pretty penny. And they had to do it. They absolutely had to do it, okay? Hal had to cut short his vacation from Sardinia. He had to pull over to the side of the road, pick up a phone, go to a pay phone, call Aaron Judge apparently and say, hey, what's it going to take to get this? I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Exactly. That was Hal, as a matter of fact. That was actual phone conversation. They got the deal done. Then they went out there and, okay, Best starting pitcher free agent on the market was Jacob DeGrom. They didn't get Jacob DeGrom, but the guy who was right near the top of the list, Carlos Rodon, had a really good last couple of years. I was all in on that move. I, I, I couldn't have been more excited about that signing for the Yankees. I loved, on paper, this Yankee rotation at the beginning of the season. But Rodon hasn't thrown a pitch yet. You know, so that's, a, a, unfortunately for them, money they threw out the window. Now, you hope that he's going to help him at some point, and then on to October. But until we finally see this Yankee team as a whole, it's tough to make a determination and to judge them on the club that Cashman put together. And this is all on him. Like, you know, Mike was throwing shade at Aaron Boone. I, I mean, Aaron Boone can only work with what he, has to, what he gets from the GM and the guys that he has available. It's not like Aaron Boone is walking around the clubhouse with a baseball bat before these games and whacking these guys in the knee or on the leg and, and, and the reason why they're not pitching or they're not hitting or they're not playing and you got so many guys on the injured list. They've run into some bad luck here. They can't keep guys healthy. 
So we really haven't seen this club as it was intended to be really for any stretch of time this season. Let's let that happen first before we either write them off or make some sort of final verdict on what this Yankee team could be. But you know what? You have another opportunity to add to it before August 1st in the trade deadline, and I would expect them to be a little bit more proactive, especially if they're not firing yet the way you expected them to. All right, two hours down, one more to play with. We'll get into some football as well in that final hour, plus a little Met Hall of Fame talk, which happens today out at City Field. Grasa till noon right here on 98.7 ESPN.